Amen. I don't have that briefcase full of messages most preachers have. I just have to get in there and whatever he gives me. And oh, I told Brother Adam, that bull didn't want to get into pen until late today. Oh, hallelujah. But thank God he's given me something. I want to see the Lord help us tonight. Appreciate the way you're getting in these altars. It's just wonderful to see you the way you're responding. In Nehemiah 4, verse number 1. Nehemiah 4 and 1. <clears throat> but it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Over in chapter 12, verse 31, we're going to skip around a few verses here. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks, whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the dumb gate. Verse 38. And the other company of them that gave thanks went over against them and I after them and half of the people upon the wall from beyond the tower of the furnaces even unto the broad wall. Verse 40. So stood the two companies of them that gave thanks in the house of God and I and the half of the rulers with me. Verse 43. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced. For God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced. So that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. I like that part where it said. And God made them rejoice with great joy. I'd like to see that here tonight. And God made them rejoice with great joy. Would you ask the Lord to anoint tonight? Oh, God, thank you so much. The wonderful privilege you have granted such a worm as I to be right here among this great company of people. Oh, the way you move service after service. Thank God this people hungry, responding, receiving, and allowing you to work. Thank God what you've given me for tonight. I'm uh, not sure exactly why, but God, this is where you led us. I just pray now for that anointing we preached about last night. That anointing that will come make this so real in every heart, mind, and soul. And again, around these altars, we can't help but open and receive it. And thank God what you want to do among us. We give you honor, praise, and glory in your wonderful, wonderful name. Praise God. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I want so much more. Praise God. I want to preach tonight, not this time, devil. Not this time, devil. 
God moved Nehemiah's heart when he was the king's cupbearer in Babylon to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls that the enemy had come in and torn down, break down, burn the gates with fire, the city with fire. And so when he gets back there, he views everything, gets it all together. Then when he comes back with his group of people, they begin to build on this wall. You, you need, somehow we just got to understand uh, this is not what he normally does in life. He's the king's cupbearer in another land. But he's come back to do this work that he perhaps is not very familiar with. But nevertheless, he's there to do a work. And when he starts, the devil starts. Sanballat and Tobiah, do you really think that you're going to build this wall? I mean, look, because what we are, I understand what I read. They didn't build this wall with brand new stone. They took all the broken and, and busted pieces that was left and they built the, that, that wall with those stones. And here they are, the devils using Sanballat, Tobiah, and others. They're mocking and making fun and trying to intimidate them so that they'll stop the work on the wall. Now the Bible makes that clear in the book of Nehemiah. Their purpose was to get them to stop building the wall. Now he came from Babylon with the mission from God to build that wall. As soon as he starts, the devil's doing everything by intimidation, peer pressure to stop building the wall. It didn't work this time, devil. So you know what they tried to do? We can't do it by pressure. We'll just uh, join your church, sleep in your Sunday school rooms, and we'll just be a friend and help you build the wall, and we'll destroy you from the inside. <laughs> Thank God for a man full of discernment. And God was talking to Nehemiah. He went and got those sleeping bags and those pillows and throwed them out and said, you ain't sleeping in my Sunday school room. We're going to help you build the wall. I don't need your help. That's right. That's, that's the second way. The devil tried to stop the wall. We'll just join you and help you. But he knew their intentions because God was revealing it. God give us more and greater discernment of what the devil's trying to do from within. It doesn't matter if they're your first cousin. If they're being used of the devil, they need to be stopped. It doesn't matter if they're your own family members that's close. If they're being used of the devil, we need to have enough discernment. Not this time, devil. Not in this church, devil. We're not going to allow it here, devil. Instead of saying, but that's my family. That's my grandson. That's my first cousin. It doesn't matter who the devil's using. God, give us enough discernment like Nehemiah. Not in here, devil. When the peer pressure didn't work, they tried to get inside. That didn't work. 
So then the third way, the devil's trying to stop the building of the wall. They went to extreme measures to put great fear among the people. Nehemiah says, they put us all in fear. Even some of them, I believe it was Judah and others, uh, they got so fearful and afraid. I don't know that this is worth it. I, I mean, all that they're threatening us with and they're going to do to us, I'm not even sure we want to be a part of this. Uh, that's the other way the devil tried to stop the work uh, that God sent him there to do uh, is to put such fear uh, that the people don't even want to help the man of God. Uh, I come to preach this tonight, the same tactics. Uh, the devil used against Nehemiah he's using them even to this day he's never stopped using these tactics first of all he's going to try the peer pressure just to get you to quit throw in the towel and just give up before you ever get started good don't give in to peer pressure they didn't save you they didn't heal you they didn't deliver you they didn't sanctify you. They didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost. They didn't give you this mission he did. The pressure's only to get you to stop the building of the wall. When that doesn't work, they will come inside the church. They will become your best friend. They will shout like you shout. And they'll do everything that you're doing to be accepted and welcomed until they get that bond that you don't want to break. And then they'll try to destroy us from the inside out. I tell in my Sunday school class Sunday, I mean, I'm watching everywhere I go in my community. I preach so many funerals. And my little community, everywhere you go, hey, Brother Lamar, I don't have a clue who they are. I couldn't tell you their name. I went to Publix here today, and a lady said, Hi, you, Brother Lamar, you must be preaching for Brother Eddie. I'm two hours from home. But that devil's got somebody with his eye just waiting for you to fall so they can put it on Facebook and broadcast it and try to destroy you. I said to come inside. God give me enough discernment. Give you enough discernment. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how much money they're putting in the plate. Lord help us to have enough backbone to tell the devil not in here devil. Not this time devil. Oh, and then when the devil tries to grip us with fear. Help us to find our faith so strong that our fear is great. Our faith is greater than our fear. It's got to be more than just on a t-shirt. It's got to be lived in our life. Let our faith be greater than any fear the devil tries to bring upon us. Now we, I want to preach tonight on how Nehemiah responded to the devil. And if we will learn and, and glean from this and then apply it. We hear a lot and know that it's right, but if it's never put into practice, all we did was hear it. Right, right. 
But the Nehemiah, he taught us so much about leadership in this book. And if we could just see a few of these things, and there ain't no way to preach it all, but just a few of these things and apply them, then we too can be like Nehemiah. We can finish what we started. We can accomplish what God sent us here to do. This mission is not impossible. God gave us this mission. But I've got to make up my mind like Nehemiah. What did he do first of all? He realized who he was. I'm not just anybody the devil can push over. Because if God gave me this mission, God will be with me all through this mission. I said if God sent me from Babylon to Jerusalem he didn't just put a mission on my heart he didn't just give me a burden to do something he'll be right there with me through every step of the way and even when he seems a million miles away he's not very far from any one of us he's right there beside us if I make my bed in hell he'll be right there if I ride on the wings of the wind He'll be right there. I gotta know I am a child of God. I am a soldier in the army of God. He loves me enough to save me. And he'll be with me to the whole mission. Second thing he taught us. If God sends you on a mission, he will equip you with more than enough to achieve that. I just don't know how we're going to make it. I do. God's already gave you more than enough. If you're saved, you already have more than enough. And then he adds all these other things to us. Oh, thank God for that. I need to recognize I'm a child of God. He's put a mission upon my heart. He gave a mission for this church and your church. And if he did that, he'll equip us with more than enough. And thirdly, he had watched his forefathers. He had no doubt studied the generations before him. And he realized how they failed here. They gave in to the pressure there. They gave in to the fear over here. But Nehemiah said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm not just going to build a wall. I am determined there will be no devil that's going to stop my mission. Oh, thank God. When we figure out who we really are, and he's given us more than enough to accomplish the mission, we too can have the determination. I will not let any devil. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they smell like. I don't care what they try to bribe me with. I will not allow any devil to stop the mission that God put us on. It's time we churches rise up together behind our pastors. God put us on a mission. He gave us this heritage last night and we're not going to stop till it's completed. <laughs> you remember you remember when uh, back in 2 Kings 2 when Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of thy spirit to be upon me remember what Elijah gave him a condition of you've asked a hard thing verse 10 if thou see me 
when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. That's a little odd, isn't it? He asked for a double portion of the spirit that's upon him. He said, you can get it one condition. You've got to see it when it happens. Now, I found that a little odd. He didn't just say be present. The brightness is so great you can't turn your back against it. He said, you have to actually see me taken away. And if you do, then you'll get the double portion. The Bible said there, came to pass, they still went on top. Behold, there appeared a chair to fire horses of fire. Part of them, both the son and Elijah, went up by a whirlwind into heaven. The chariots and the horses of fire did not take Elijah to heaven. The whirlwind did. And verse 1 confirms that. So why is, does he have to see him taken away in order to get this double portion? And if, if the whirlwind took him away, what's the meaning of the chariots and the horses of fire? Do you remember over in chapter 6, he, Elisha and his servants in Dothan, the enemy comes and surrounds them with horses and chariots all around about. And a servant, you remember, went out early in the morning and he saw him and he's afraid. Came back, Elias, Master, what shall we do? And Elisha, I'm just picturing this in my mind now. Elisha said, oh, don't worry about them. They that be with us more than they that be with them. And then it dawned on him. He can't see. Lord, open his eyes. Notice that. He didn't pray, open my eyes, but open his eyes that he can see. And when he saw, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. As though Elisha had already seen them. And he's wondering, why are you so afraid? Why is this bother? Oh, I forgot. You can't see them. It appears that he's so familiar with these horses and chariots of fire that he's used to them being there. And then when he realized this, the servant's afraid, he said, oh, Lord, open his eyes so he can see what I've already saw. I saw it yesterday and the day before that and the week before that. Is that why Elijah said, you've got to see me when I'm taken away to get this double of portion? The whirlwind's going to take Elijah to heaven. But you see that horses, chariots, of fire. You see, God's confirming to you as He was with me, He will be with you. I'm not going to be there to hold your hand. I'm not going to be there to perform the miracles. But there's going to be horses and a chair to fire around you all the time. It's just confirmation. If I called you, if I anointed you, I will always be with you. It doesn't matter how they treat you. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter how deep the valley or dark the day. Just look around. There's the horses and the chariots of fire. And he was so familiar. He said, oh God, would you open his eyes? He can't see what I see. There's a little campground past Lambert's. Got a little RV. 
who put in some horses and chairs ran that army. They're there. Because I felt them this afternoon. Oh, when the Holy Ghost came down in that little trailer. Yeah. You see, sometimes we forget who we are. Because all we see is the problem and the pain and what the enemy's doing and how dark things are trying to be in my life. And we forget all about everything God has already done. Every prayer he's already answered. Every battle he's already won. We lose sight of that. But Elisha said that's why he gave me the chariot and horses of fire that I would know every single day when I wake up they're there. If I'll just keep my eyes open. He's always present. There's somebody here. The devil's trying to put the pressure on to get you to stop the work. But you need to be like Nehemiah. Not this time, devil. Oh, God's going to give me my confirmation like he did Moses at the burning bush. Like he did Isaiah when he saw the Lord and lifted up and his train filled the temple. If you'll look, if you'll wait, if you'll tarry, if you'll stay there, he'll show it to you. I will be with thee. I will never forsake thee. I am always around. When you find that like the Nehemiah did, it doesn't matter what sin says. It doesn't matter how Tobiah treats you. Not this time, devil. I will finish this. Maybe you've seen it and just forgot it. Because when I see it, I just can't sit there. Three weeks I laid in that recliner. Told you about Monday night. The devil told me I'd never preach again. Three weeks, day and night. Didn't have enough breath to do anything, move, couldn't do nothing. Three weeks that devil told me, day and night. I mean, a dark cloud just set down on my head. And I wept, wept. What am I going to do? All I know is preaching. That's all I know to do. You mean never another youth camp? Never another revival? Now I can't even go to my own church. What am I going to do? But all of a sudden, somebody pulled up in the driveway with a little breath of hat. I said, Tanya, somebody pulled up. She said, who is that? I said, I have no idea. I just barely get my breath. She opened the door. Brother Jimmy Butts was at the door. He looked at her and said, Sister Chapman, tell me where Brother Chapman is. She said, he's in the recliner. He said, I just come from the prayer room. And God didn't tell me to fellowship or ask how y'all doing. He just said, take this oil and go anoint Brother Chapman. He, when he walked in there and put that on my head, he began to pray the Holy Ghost hit him, me, and Tanya. And I'm telling you, when he walked out that door, that cloud went with him. And it ain't never bothered me again. That's why I can't ever get excited. I found my chariot again. I found my horses again. He didn't leave me. I just thought he did. Oh, the devil just convinced me he did. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that called me. He's the one that's anointed me. I just needed to see. Somebody needs to find your chariot and your horses. Oh, 
You need to know if he saved you, he will always, 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 always be with you. You know who you are. If he called you to the mission, he'll always be with you in the mission. Remember in Acts 2, Holy Ghost came upon the church, came upon them, started the church. Now upper room on the day of Pentecost. I notice a lot of times we want the Holy Ghost to use us and then it just seems to flame out for a while. Then we have camp meet and get on fire again and want God to work. And then by February, it's flamed out again. Why is that, God? Now, I know I've got other theologians. Theologians, not others. Theologians, not me. It's here and you see this totally different. This is the way God showed it. He took me back to Acts 2. And said before the Holy Ghost can do a work out of you. He first has to do a personal work inside of you. Because verse 2 says. They heard a sound. As of a rushing mighty wind. When you get the Holy Ghost. He's got to do a personal work inside of you and the first thing he's got to do is take over your hearing <laughs> they first heard a sound because when you hear sand ballot you're not hearing God when you're listening to Tobiah and Geshem you're not listening to God <laughs> but he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith to the churches. You know what the Holy Ghost is going to do when you the Holy Ghost begins to take over you? And we don't just receive the gift of tongues. We receive the Holy Ghost. The tongues is just the sign of the evidence that He's present. That Holy Ghost has to take over your hearing so you can hear the voice of God and what the Spirit is speaking. Verse 3, second thing has got to happen is Cloven tongues like as of fire sat down on every single one before they spoke in tongues. Because the fire does several things. I'm going to mention two. First thing it's going to do is purify. You can speak in tongues and shout, but if you don't separate the pure from the impure, Oh, you got is something you learned or saw somebody else do. That fire is going to purify from the impure things in your life. It's going to begin to sanctify your life in a way like you did not know that it could. The other thing the fire does, that fire burns or whatever that fire burns, it changes the form or the state of whatever it's burning. That wood pile could be as high as this roof, but when that fire gets through it, it's just a small pile 
pile of ashes. You can spend a year and a half building that house. In less than five hours, it can all be just a pile of ashes. Why? Whatever the fire burns, it's going to change the state or the form of what it's burning. You get the real Holy Ghost, it's going to control your hearing where you hear the voice of God, and then it's going to change you. I said it's going to purify, and then it's going to change and transform. You cannot have the real Holy Ghost and still be like you were before you got the Holy Ghost. By your tire. I said you may have talked about your neighbor before the Holy Ghost but you can't keep talking about your neighbor when the Holy Ghost gets here or you may have stabbed your neighbor in the back in the house of God before the Holy Ghost but the fire won't let you do that the fire is transforming the fire is changing everything about you matter of fact you won't see like you used to see you won't think like you used to think you won't act like you used to act the fire has to change you. And then the personal work of the Holy Ghost has to control my hearing. The fire has to purify and transform and change my state. And then they all, every single one of them, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. James said, no man can tame the tongue. No man can tame the tongue. But when you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost takes over the tongue. I got to hear what the Spirit's been. And then I got to be able to say the righteous truth that God is wanting to speak through me. Gotta have that personal work before it can be an outside work. Before we can cast out devils and we can do all the gifts of the Spirit, we have to have that personal work. What I've got to do is submit. I've got to give permission for Him to take control of my hearing, my tongue. And then when that fire burns, He'll have control of my mind, what my eyes see, what my extremities do. And now that the Holy Ghost has me, the Holy Ghost can do through me whatever the Holy Ghost needs to do through my life. Nehemiah said I know who I am if he gave me this mission he'll be with me but also if he sent me on this mission he'll give me more than enough to accomplish this mission how did he build a wall with broken battered chipped stone I don't know how did he use the Bible said he put that family over between them two gates he put other families over between them two gates and they built a wall I mean probably never laid a stone in their life but they all built a wall why because God was in it and God will always equip you with more than enough The Holy Ghost is not a toy that we can play with. The Holy Ghost is not something that you can just get when you want and put up when you don't want it. 
The Holy Ghost is that power of God that manifests the Lord Jesus Christ through our physical body. And we... You can speak in tongues from now to Christmas. But I'm telling you, if you can't lay hands on somebody, if you can't obey God, if the power can't flow out of you, all you've got is tongues. But when the Holy Ghost takes over you, He wants to work through you. We're on a mission. You know what that mission is? Reach lost souls for Christ. Reach lost souls for Christ. Reach out to the hurting. Reach out to the broken and the bitter and the battered. We've got to reach out to those that's got things going on in their life that they are addicted to. They can't get freedom from themselves. That's the Holy Ghost power working in us that He does that work through us. And somehow Nehemiah I don't know if he's looking back on his ancestors. He's getting a report. I don't know if he's thought about this while he's in Babylon. But it appears that when he gets to Jerusalem, he is prepared for whatever the devil throws at him. It's not his first rodeo. And I wonder, how can he be in Babylon King's cover, and then go out here and do this great work. Where did he get all that from? God was preparing him before it ever started. You know why you haven't camp meeting? God is preparing you for something. He didn't come to shout us. He didn't come to make us feel better about ourselves. He didn't come to get you a feel good. That you can live on for six months. No. He's preparing us for something. You know how I know that? Brother Eddie, the pastor. The tears that we see around these altars. That's no accident. Now maybe you cry all the time. We don't have that way. I preach revivals and everybody don't cry. Everybody don't weep. Everybody's not broken. But there's special moments when God comes by. And if you'll look back like pastors have through the years, every time God moved in this way, it was usually followed by something after that. I ain't trying to kill it now. I'm just trying to let you know. Usually every time God moves in this way, I'm, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be a great outpouring. It could be a mighty revival. Oh, but he is preparing for something. And you know what, Nehemiah? He gets there and it's as though he already knows the devil's out to stop this work. I mean, he says it over and over. The people had a to work. I mean, we're going. I have. I can't come down. The work is too great. He says things over and over and over. There's a few that get a little fearful, but most part, they're all right there with him. It's as though he recognizes that the devil is a liar. He's the father of every lie, and there is no truth in him. And it's as though Nehemiah's made up his mind. Whatever the devil wants me to do, I will do the opposite of that. Oh, whatever 
whatever the devil tries to get me to do, I'm going to do the opposite. Can I sleep in your Sunday school? Get this sleeping bag out of here. You ain't staying here, devil. Oh, you're not welcome here, devil. We want to join and help you build the wall. Oh, you're not helping on my team, devil. Not this time, devil. They even offered to buy him a steak dinner at the local steakhouse. We're going to the high price one. He said, I'm not interested in your steak. That's why he tried to try to buy him a meal. He said, I'm not interested at all. I've got a mission. And whatever the devil's trying to get me to do, I will do the opposite of that. told you to be quiet what you gonna do he's convinced you to be still and just sit right there he's a liar for three weeks I listened to him I'd never preach again I know I'm probably the only preacher ever done that but I believed it, Brother Corey Brown. It was so dark, I couldn't breathe. My health was fading. They didn't know what was wrong. My family thought I was dying. And he said, you'll never, ever preach again. I listened to that. But when God gave me victory, I was reminded, God called me. <laughs> and then I kept telling Tanya the words of Brother Clinton, I'm immoral. Tell God, immortal. Tell God gets through I'm not. I'm immortal. I am immortal. I know I messed that up. I'm immortal till God gets through with me. Do you hear me? And I lived on that for week after week after week. I am immortal till God gets through with me. The devil can't kill me. The devil can't kill you. The devil can't take your life. Of all that you've been through, you're still standing strong. He's still holding on. You know why? It was God that saved him. It's God that called him. It's God that placed him. It's God that anointed him. Not this time, devil. I've listened to your lies. I've sat there and let you convince me I'm a no good nothing. I don't deserve the anointing. I have no right to worship but if I make up my mind like Nehemiah I'm going to do the opposite not this time devil you got me last year you got me last revival but not this time devil I got to hit rewind right here just a little bit. He told you you got to be quiet in here. He's a liar. He told you you don't deserve to be anointed. He is a liar. He said you couldn't have the Holy Ghost and the gifts operate. He is a liar. I have made up my mind. I'm just going to do the opposite of whatever the devil said. Because if he's lying, he's trying to keep me from something wonderful. One more thing before you quit on. Y'all probably seen this. I never saw it. Hallelujah. 
I'll show it to me. I read to you. They finished the wall in 52 days. But it wasn't to chapter 12 they dedicated that wall. I got to read that. They got dedicating that wall. And he said he took, divided them to two companies. One went on the right hand. Other group went on the left. It said in verse 43, that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced. God made them rejoice with great joy. The wives and the children rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. They're having real camp meeting. It's so loud. It was her all the way to Pensacola. I don't know how far off it is. Maybe St. Stephen's, Alabama. One hour and 45 minutes from here. I don't know. Uh, maybe from Reefle. North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, I'm in St. Stephen's, Alabama. There's St. Stephen's, South Carolina. Maybe both St. Stephen's getting this. Can you, are you got it in your mind? Not just the men, the wives and the children. It's God made them rejoice with great joy. It was her afar off. But where are they rejoicing? Did you notice that? He took them on top of the wall. I never noticed that. He took them on top of the wall. They climbed up there and said, Oh, y'all go down on that side. And all of us going on this side, we're going to circle on top of that. Wait a minute. The devil said, You can't build this wall out of the rubbish. I read that in chapter 4. Ain't that what Sam Ballin Tobias said? And even if you do build it, if a fox walked across it, not this time, devil. They didn't just walk up there and tiptoe hoping it ain't gonna fall. They are having a meeting. They're offering sacrifices. Everybody's rejoicing on the whole wall. And I want you to notice something else about this. They don't even mention Sanballat and Tobiah and the Ammonites. All they do is rejoicing in God. I don't even have to let the devil even get recognized. He ain't even worth it. He said it can't happen. If we will determine to do the opposite, if we'll make up my mind, I'm going to find my chariot and horses of fire. If I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost to give me more than enough power to finish the mission, then we will see done what the devil said could not be done. One story. One story. I've told it before, but you may want to hear it again. I got a call to go preach a revival in 1998. And when they called me and said, we want you to come preach us a revival. I just, I was silent. I don't want to go to this church. You know where it's at. Mount Olive Assembly of God in Brundage, Alabama. I didn't want to go there. That's a reason why I don't want to go there. 
My daddy pastored that church and then ran off with a woman in the church and backslid. I mean, we left that church, go to another church. All those feelings still there. How many years later? I don't want to come to your church. Let me pray about it. God said, go. But I don't want to go. Go. I get there, sure enough, it's just as dead as I expected it to be. I went Sunday to Sunday. That next Sunday, on that Sunday night, I preached that Sunday morning on demon possession, demon persuasion, demonic persuasion. One little girl came to y'all. The house was Full of, half of them were lost or backslid. But I preached divine healing that night and six folks got saved. He said, how soon can you come back? I said, man, I'm evangelized six weeks as soon as I come back. He said, be here six weeks. I went back and preached all total. 34 people got saved. Brother Jimmy and Sister Kathy Hans, Jim and Chris Bray, on down the line, 34. He said, can you come back? I said, it's five months before I got open day. He said, book me. Went back five months. All of them got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Can, now, just you ain't got this yet. 34 brand new people. Saved. And now they're all filled with the Holy Ghost. I went back six months later. Now they're called to preach. Now they're deacons. And now they're saying, most all of them are still involved in church or ministry. Still to this day since 1998. Oh yeah. You see, I did not want to go. Because I did not think that God could move in that place. And I got to asking my wife the other day. We got to talking about that revival. I just preached for Brother Jimmy in September. I said, I wonder what it was like two months before revival came. I wonder what they were going through six months before that revival hit. Because when that revival came, that church has never, ever, ever been the same. Oh, it's went through a great transformation. It all changed in one revival. But there were so many like me. It won't ever happen here. But God didn't ask Lamar Chapman where to send Lamar Chapman. God didn't ask Lamar Chapman who to save. God didn't ask Lamar Chapman who to heal. Oh, God said, you just go and you preach. I'll anoint and I'll do the work. What I needed to do was say, not this time, devil. I've given to this. I've given to fear. I've given to doubt. I've given to discouragement. But now I will do the opposite. There's somebody here. You do not believe your loved one's going to get saved even though you're praying for But if the devil is a liar, what if you took the opposite of that? This man wants revival. That man wants revival. This man really badly wants revival at Midway Assembly. There's others in here you won't revive, but there's others. If we have revival, I gotta fast. If we have revival, I gotta come to church more often. If revival, I gotta pray more often. 
or somebody's going to get my Sunday school class. Oh, that's what the devil's trying to convince you of. But oh, if you just realize what Nehemiah, I'm not going to let the devil do that to me anymore. God gave me this mission and all I got to do is recognize who I am. Oh, who is it tonight? You need to find your chariot and horses of fire. How many tonight? You need the Holy Ghost to do a personal work. How many needs to make a commitment? I'm going to do the opposite of what the devil's trying to get me to do. Y'all come on. I don't even know how to give this all to God. I got three ways I want to and I don't know which one's right. Come on, wait on somebody just obey God right here. Anybody need to sort of jump up and run up here? Anybody? So I'm just letting the devil know he ain't getting me this time. Would you just get up and run up here? I don't know how else to do it. I know you just want me to call everybody, make it easy, but. It... I want to see my family saved. I'm tired of believing the devil's lie. I want to see a revival in my own Sunday school class. I want to feel that anointing that takes over and does things that a man cannot do. Come on, get in this altar. No, come up. Come up. The devil said you just can't get too much involved here. I wish somebody just make up your mind. I'm going to start doing the opposite of everything I feel the devil's trying to get me to do. Come on. 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 Come on.